Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Well, we're inching closer and closer to Sunday. The Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys down in Jerry's world. My gosh. But first, NFL playoffs. Uh, that is uh, the big uh, key today as we uh, enter into the weekend here. Uh, Rowdy and I just talking off air. You know, it's supposed to be, uh, what did I see, like 8 to 12 inches of snow, 30 to 40 to I think maybe even upwards of 50 mile per hour winds coming up here. A true blizzard, a true big blizzard uh, condition going to be happening here uh, in our beautiful state uh rowdy night rowdy roads okay coming in they're all right uh, they're slippery in. but not as bad as i was actually expecting when i got outside and saw how much snow and what it looked like yeah when, when i first woke up it wasn't really snowing and then when i headed out about a half an hour later it was starting to come down a little bit uh roads were okay better than yesterday as the trek came in but uh we're getting uh big time snow conditions here for the nfl playoffs now obviously you're not going to get that for the Packers and the Cowboys on Sunday, starting at 3.30. By the way, uh, the blizzard should be done and everything should be cool by Sunday. So get your ass to Red Baron on uh, a beautiful Edgerton, Wisconsin down there. Downtown Edgerton, Rowdy and I are going to be there doing the show, one thirty to 3.30. Have all kinds of great prizes from concert tickets to gift cards to uh, some swag to give away to potentially you know, uh, some other local business gift cards uh, in the area. So come on down to that, the Red Baron. We'll give you more details coming up. But, Rowdy, if you look at uh, some other games uh, here in the NFL before we dive and hyper-focus in on the Green Bay Packers, we were talking about you know, the Kansas City Chiefs out at Arrowhead uh, they're going to be having the Miami Dolphins there tomorrow at 7 o'clock. It's supposed to be zero degrees, but wind chill uh, to negative 20. It's going to be real chilly. Hell, it's the cheapest ticket you can get in the NFL for the playoffs. At, uh, last I checked, it was $69. That's supposed to be colder than the Witch's Titty there. And then you're talking about Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo, here. I think it was supposed to be around 20 degrees by kickoff or just over 20 degrees by kickoff. Yet the wind chill was supposed to be right around zero. <laughs> There's potentially some snow going on in Buffalo. And to top it off, there is 20 consistent 25 to 30 mile winds with gusts of up to 50. <sighs> Damn. Um, that's crazy. Um, Dolphins and Chiefs, I just saw this could be the coldest game in history for both franchises. That's going to be a wild one. And uh, kickoff temperature. What is this? Let's see, when the Dolphin Chiefs kick off Saturday night, the temperature is expected to be around 3 degrees with a wind chill approaching now negative 30, according to the National Weather Service. If that projection holds up, this will become the coldest game that the Dolphins have ever played in, uh, which isn't great news for them considering they've lost 10 straight in games when the kickoff temperature is 40 degrees or below. Um, what was the Razors' that pick you had for the Dolphins? We took the Dolphins plus the points. Did that, did that rowdy the 10 straight home games, or the 10 straight games, excuse me, with the kickoff temperature, they're 0-10. With a temperature below 40, did that play into the factor at all of the Razor's Edge? Uh, a little bit. Okay, but you said no. I'm not, not, or not, the, not bothered. Or if you me. want to go one further and say Tua has never won a game in, in weather under 40 degrees. This is the one, though. I did hear, uh, oh, they were talking about how Miami was trying to best simulate the cold. Yeah. And so, you know how sometimes teams try and get out there early and 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 stay places like yeah. if you're going West coast, if you're say the dolphins and you had to play the Rams one week and then maybe you had to play the Seahawks the next week, a lot of times they stay out on the West coast for that week and they'll practice like at a, 
Washington University Stadium. Mm-hmm. So the Dolphins trying to do that, you know what Kansas City said to them? No, 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 no. They they didn't let them rent out the uh, really yeah the area. It's a playoff game. I mean, it's the Chiefs stuff. They can do what they yeah, want. Yeah, totally. So supposedly the Dolphins have been trying to simulate the best they can, as cold as it would be and as loud as Arrowhead gets. So what I heard was. They turned the AC on as high as it could get in their <laughs> oh, no, practice yeah. facility with like loud noises, but the the coldest they could get it with the AC was like fifty degrees. Yeah, that ain't gonna do it. That <laughs> so, ain't gonna cut so it. fifty degrees when you're talking about a wind chill of negative thirty, that's an eighty degree difference. Yeah, that ain't gonna cut it right there. <laughs> that's an eighty degree difference. Now for the game in Arrowhead. Um, when the week started, the expected temperature at kickoff was projected to be about 10 degrees. That number has dropped steadily over the past couple of days here. And if it keeps dropping, the Chiefs could also set their franchise record for the coldest game ever played. Uh, back in 83, the Chiefs played a game where the temperature was, I, I didn't know they did this, where the temperature was 0.5 degrees at kickoff, which currently holds as the coldest in franchise history. But if the forecast changes even more dramatically between now and Saturday, there's an outside chance that Saturday at Arrowhead could be the coldest game in history ever. So according to the league, there have only been four games ever which the kickoff temperature was below zero. Rowdy, could you name any of the places where the kickoff... I'm putting you on the spot, I know. Kickoff temperature was below zero. Green Bay. Green Bay is two of them. You would be correct. The Ice Bowl. That Yep. The fourth coldest game ever. I hate to do this to you, Packer fans. When the Giants beat the Packers 23-20, to 20, 2008, when it was one degree when kickoff started with a negative, I'm sorry, it was a negative one degree when kickoff started and a negative 23 wind chill. That was that fateful night for uh, Brett Lorenzo Favre, if I remember correctly. And then there's Seahawks over the Vikings. That was in 2016. It was negative six with a negative 25 wind chill. The Seahawks won 10 to nine. That was a hell, I don't remember that game. Uh, then the next one was negative nine degrees with a negative 59 degree wind chill when the Bengals beat the Chargers in 1982. And then, yes, the coldest game ever at kickoff Packers beating the Dallas Cowboys, indeed, in the Ice Bowl. Negative 13 at kickoff, a negative 48 mile per hour wind chill. Packers win, baby. Yeah, and then there's only other there's there's one more game left to be covered. That would be n- Monday Night Football Eagles Buccaneers live from Tampa, Florida. Live. That's going to be 67 <laughs> with maybe a chance of rain. <laughs> um, the, okay, Rowdy, uh, do you, people bitch a bunch, um, especially when their opposing teams got to go to like the elements. Um, do you have uh, any problems with playing out in the elements in some of these colder environments? Or, hey, man, this is the this is when football is at its best. This is football weather. Yeah, people can say this is when football is at its best. This is, you know, when I love to play football outside. Yeah. It's just not true. <laughs> you no wanna, one wants to play to, negative 20 no degrees? No one wants to play in negative 20 degrees. It's a little, um, well, what do we always hear about the ice bowl, the coldest game ever? We all, all the old timers calling in like, back when men were men, man, you know, my dad was there, I was there as a kid, and, and that was one of the greatest memories. I wish they'd play the elements. Now, I'm not saying I want to play in 80 degrees every day like I played <laughs> in Miami, but can't we come to like a fair agreement of like 60? Yeah, I think that would be the best. 
Because that's when you're going to have uh, the both of these uh, teams, their premier athletes, you know, fine tuned at their best. I don't know how you're going to perform at negative twenty or how you can perform well when you it's ninety. You know what I would actually love to see because it's it's not expected to snow in Kansas City. It's just supposed it's to be cold. Uh, we're going to get the snow in Buffalo and potentially some rain in Tampa. But yeah, it's just supposed to be cold as hell in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So. If you've ever taken some science classes, and you know how once it goes below freezing, uh, molecules and atoms don't move as fast? Yeah. Okay, well, (laughs) obviously the Dolphins have had, like, remember they were flashing up early in the season? How many of the fastest times they've had of, like, a handful of Dolphins running? Yes. And it was, like... Of your top 20 fastest speeds this year, like, 10 of them have come from Dolphins players. I'd love to see what their top end speed is because <laughs> there's not going to be, it's not like it's going to be icy. It's not like they're going to be running in a cold. full of snow. It's just going to be a typical grass turf field and then cold, cold. Oh, and then oh, because we haven't talked about the other three matchups, that's because they're all in domes. Yeah. The Texans play in a dome. The Cowboys play in a dome. The lions play in a dome. So those two teams or those three teams We're getting had, some dome. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what the weather is outside. No. It's going to be climate controlled. Yep. Uh, your first game is a climate control game. Rowdy just said to the Texans and the Browns. As uh, um, are the Texans still home underdogs, Rowdy? That hasn't changed, right? The Texans are. No, are they favored? No, the Texans are home underdogs, right? They're dogs. Yeah, they're dogs uh, against Joe Flacco and the Browns. And um, I think you. Were, I don't know if we're talking about it on air, but maybe it was off air. Because was it Mark Sanchez? You said you were watching was talking about. Is Stroud playing so well? How can they be underdogs at, or he'd probably take those underdogs at home? Was that the one you were talking about? No, he's talking about the Packers. The Packers. Oh yeah, B- bring that up again for the Packers. Yeah. So two days ago, because I told you every once in a while when I go home, if I'm gonna kind of fade away and take a nap on the recliner, I'm gonna turn on like Colin Coward, and then it goes into First Things First, and then I kind of was still awake, and that speak came on with the ridiculous NFL head coaching takes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was uh, Mark Sanchez being interviewed by Colin Coward, and he asked him at the end of the interview if there was one underdog that you think could win this week, who do you think it would be? And obviously no research into this, just from him calling games and looking at these teams, he said, I would probably go with the Packers. They're just playing well. And, you know, he he said a couple, two or three things. But the team he picked off the top of his head as an underdog that he said he would pick to win was the Green Bay Packers. Then Jason McIntyre, who's like Colin Coward's producer, says, you know, they're like seven and a half point underdogs, right? And then he goes, ooh, I didn't realize the line was that big. Um, maybe I'll get off the the straight <laughs> the straight upset take <laughs> but i mean the first one off the top of his head was the green bay packers yeah a lot of people feeling that too as long as uh that packers defense can you know slow down Dak prescott cd lamb in that offense and, or can the packers offense hang in the shootout we'll get into that all so yeah your first game um on saturday though 330 browns texans then the night it's the cock peacock dolphins chiefs I got a feeling, Rowdy, as the years uh, progress here, as time keep marches on, that we're going to have more and more of these games on this pay-to-watch um, streaming Do you think services. the NFL is punishing Peacock? Because, okay, obviously they always distribute them between NBC, CBS, and Fox. Yeah. Peacock, the new one on the block, right? Or uh, 
Amazon, they got thrown to Thursday night, yeah. which is, I think everyone would agree, the crappiest, normally the, the crappiest matchups of games. Pretty Short much, yeah. week, less time to prep, less time for people to be ready. Guys seem to care less. Yeah. So Amazon Prime gets thrown on a Thursday. Now Peacock, they say, eh, you know, we'll we'll give you a primetime game. We'll give you a, a, a game in the playoffs. Here, go to the one that's going to be arguably potential, <laughs> potentially the coldest one ever. They send their crew there. Yeah, have your crew and cameramen sit outside in negative twenty. I guess. It, I guess if you were to put a now Peacock, you have to pay extra for. I guess if you were to make the American public pay extra, why not have the NFL send their crew out there to punish them? Uh, even though they're not the ones that set the uh, the price point or made people pay, but go punish the workers of Peacock for making the rest of America have to pay extra to watch these games that have always been on free over the air television. Maybe it is some sort of punishment. Do you think they're punishing them, Rowdy? <laughs> or is it just tough? Just I think tough they, draw. I think if I'm a cameraman for Peacock, I might be seeing it that way. <laughs> it's like you're really sending me to where it's going to be negative one degrees with the wind chill of up to minus thirty. You're really doing that to me. Can I get a raise? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I got a feeling though. Like moving forward, the uh, NFL fan is going to be punished as more of these games are going to you know keep going to these special streaming services that you have to pay extra for. But before you I know only, it, I don't. I don't. Before you know the Super Bowl, you have to pay extra for. Maybe for certain games, but I don't think the NFL is getting away from CBS, Fox, and NBC. You anytime, think so? Anytime soon. But you might have some. They these- keep giving them inches. They take miles. They're already on Amazon Prime. They're already putting more games on Peacock. Now you have uh, a playoff game on Peacock. There'll be more be, coming up. I think it'll be here and there, but I don't think you're ever going to get away from NBC having a game, CBS having a game, and Fox having a game. Just wait a decade and now you have to pay extra just to watch the Super Bowl. It's happening. It, it'll come before you know it. You better look out. Uh, then Dolphins Chiefs, obviously, Saturday night. And then Sunday, you uh, start at noon with the Steelers and Bills. And then that brings you right up to the Packers and the Cowboys. 7 o'clock on Sunday, Rams-Lions. That game is uh, the most expensive ticket as the Lions are starving for the playoffs. There is a ban on Matthew Stafford jerseys in Detroit. And then Monday, Monday Night Football, you got the Buccaneers-Eagles. we got three days of nonstop NFL action. Remember when they were calling this the super wild card weekend. <laughs> I haven't heard the super wild card weekend, even though in theory, that's still what it is. Yeah, is that... They haven't been marketing the super much anymore. Yeah. Why is that? I wonder, uh, I guess NFL's have got it on their website. Super wild card weekend. Yeah. I don't see it on, I don't really hear it. On I the just remember on all the commercials when it was, when they first moved to seven teams, super, super, super wild card weekend. Strap in folks. It's the super wild card. Weekend. I don't think I've heard it once this year. <laughs> You'll, you'll start hearing it uh, tomorrow at 3 o'clock at 3.30 for the super wildcard weekend matchup with the Texans Maybe the because people just got, you know, used to or familiar with seven teams making it, so now they didn't have to call it super, super. Or you've become just uh, immune to it, Rowdy. Like, you've, you've, you've blocked it out mentally and you just haven't noticed it. I'm not sure. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Packers go down to Jerry's World to take on the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Cowboys are the number two seed in the NFC. That means they don't have to leave home in the postseason. Uh, unless they get to where they've wanted to be for the you know what what twenty eight twenty eight years without making it the conference championship game, how tight are the Cowboys coming to this one? They're riding a sixteen game home win streak into the playoffs. How tight are the Cowboys compared to how loose are the Green Bay Packers entering this game? Because we all talked about it, the Packers are uh, playing with house money. 
are the Cowboys kind of like they're riding a little heater right now and things are getting a little tense? Like, should I get off the table? Should I continue to let my luck ride? Like, how tight are the Cowboys? Well, you would game? think you would think that the Cowboys are tight because all the pressure is on Mike McCarthy, who's trying to get back and win a second Super Bowl. He knows that Jerry Jones is looking over his shoulder as Jerry Jones loves to meddle, right? Yep. And it's kind of been a thing the last couple off seasons, right? When the when the Dallas Cowboys have come up short, it's been is Mike McCarthy safe? Are they going to look to hire a new coach? Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy knows that. Mike Mike McCarthy hears the yeah, media. He ain't, he ain't dumb. <laughs> but then I you got to think that there's a lot of pressure on Dak. Dak is the guy that Jerry Jones wouldn't give a contract to for the longest time. Now I know he got his contract, he got his money. But those doubts have to creep in when, again, Jerry Jones is saying, I don't know if this is truly the guy I want to have here for the next decade because I don't know if he is that good. And a lot of people question Dak Prescott. Now, this is the year that he plays at an MVP-type level where he's going to finish in the top five of the MVP race. This has to be the year where they make a deep playoff run. Does it not feel that way? Yeah, it does. All right, we'll dive more into this. Uh, first, I, this caller, this person called in uh, right before the Razor's Edge. I'm like, hey, can you wait a little bit because we want to let this call breathe. I, I, is this Artie Ho? Hey, tight as rowdy as a freshman on prom night and as loose as this chick I just talked to in the leopard print skirt at the Golden Nugget Bar, baby. Artie Ho, the reigning, not caller of the year, but Rowdy, you won call of the year. Last year in 2023, when you called from Las Vegas, baby, where you just went on a absolute bender and then finished the, I guess, morning uh, giving life lessons to one of the ladies of the night. Artie Ho, you're back in Las Vegas, yes? I'm back. I'm on Fremont Street, and I can tell you right now, I'm in the same exact spot right outside the Golden Nugget. I don't have as good a story, but I can tell you it's cold out here, and I can count 12 other people. I am the only one who has a key to a house. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the temperature there on, on uh, in Las Vegas? What, f- uh, it's, 40s, it's 50s, cool. 50s? It's cold. It's cold. I'm outside in a flannel T-shirt, and I'm a little chilly. I came out because I said I'm going to be in the exact same spot that I was. (laughs) Um, It's cold. I'd say probably 40 degrees. Uh, You seem a little uh, more sober than last time you called in that that exact same spot last year. Yeah, I've only had three double shots of tequila and about twelve Miller Lights, so I'm not nearly. <laughs> oh, as so you're cold you're basically you're basically lightly buzzed. Well, and then we have to figure in the fact that you hadn't slept that other time too. Yeah, well, well the- I, I still haven't slept yet. We got in here last night. We landed at eleven. I'm still up. What, what time, time is it? Is, was it, is it five o'clock there? What time is it? Yeah, yeah, five o'clock, so. seven, seven five, o'clock here already. Uh, and it's yeah. the snow is just starting to come down big time, dude. You're missing the about the eight to twelve inches, and also the forty to fifty mile per hour uh, gusts coming up here already. How much do you miss it? What kind of guy on Wednesday night shows his wife how to use a snowboard because he's going to Vegas on Thursday? That would be you, already. You're the kind of guy that does that. Uh, I will out. say this again. There's nothing more exciting than when you're gambling in Vegas and someone says, excuse me, while they vacuum at 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that is the best. You're not smoking in the that heaters because you, you can smoke in all those. Uh, I think the only hotel you can't smoke in is Park, uh, MGM, uh, the MGM Park. Are you smoking uh, any, any cigars, any heaters? I played poker with a guy next to me, and Jesus, he was lighting one right after the other. Oh, Jeez, so was- you, you basically got secondhand smoke a whole pack. Hell yeah. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I got I got, I got, got the cancer, probably. The cancer. <laughs> so, Artie, was her name Ashley? If, was it Ashley? Yeah. And, I, and, and so I had a couple. I've had five ladies in the evening ask me if I wanted to party. And I said, hey, where's Ashley? And I had one say to me, yeah, of course, the white guy wants Ashley. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It's like, hang I'm on. looking for Ashley. I don't I'm, know about her race. Yeah. We're, we're just looking for a follow-up story of if she took it, yeah. if she heeded any of your advice from last time you talked to her. Apparently no, not. She's she, still doing it. <laughs> or maybe she has since she, you haven't found her. Yeah, maybe, no. she, maybe she's in, you know, the white-collar sector now. She moved to Reno. I was just going to say that. I was <laughs> just going to say that. She moved to Reno. <laughs> so, so, yeah, all right, I'm going to move away. I don't know if you heard that. There's a guy. Going, yeah, there's a guy going through printing off every single receipt that's like you know people leave like thirteen cents in the machine. Yeah, he's making a living on that. I'm gonna walk away a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I take it I just, since since you're not joining that guy, you must be winning some of your uh, your gambling then. Yeah, huh? uh, you know what? We're up. We're down. It's all then about having a good a time. Print. You see a leopard print. Uh, by the way, apparently leopards aren't. Uh, near extinction because there's a lot of leopard print out here that probably should. I said to woman, I'm like, Jesus, you want you to kill five, six leopards to wear that mini shirt? Oh. <laughs> I thought you said all the leopards are on the prowl right now looking for Artie Ho out there. <laughs> all right. Artie. So I'm on Fremont Street. I'm looking at the circa. I walked into Binion's. I left the poker tournament at Binion's, came outside, literally 12 people. Yeah. 12 people in the casino. And right now, going down Fremont Street is Las Vegas Tactical. Um, do they have the lights in Fremont Street all still going and the, and the music bumping? No. I don't hear anything, but. No, it's, it's, there's, uh, seriously, there's 12 people. Well, there's eight, there's eight SWAT tactical guys. How much for me to go tack tackle them? I don't. I want you living. I, I want. I want you enjoying <laughs> Vegas, not in the clink. So, Artie, um, are you going to be yeah. uh, hitting up Cirque and uh, doing any sports gambling at all? Are you going to put any on the yeah. Green Bay Packers? How are you feeling? Yeah. Then with all went to bed, and uh, I'm going to go into Circa here after I get off the phone with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bed. Today. No, no, no. And then I'm going to I'm going to put some bets down. I'm going to bet. Uh, Nebraska to beat, beat. Can I say bitch on the radio? You just did. You just did. Sure, why not? You go for it. Yeah. All right. That little McCaffrey bitch from Iowa. <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to bet big on the. I hate that son of a gun. <laughs> I'd like to say more, but I respect your program. So I'm gonna circle. I'm gonna put some bets down there. Those guys will get up. Lord knows when, and I'll have maybe a sausage biscuit from. McDonald's right down here. I'm go. looking at the yep. seat. literally. Just... I'm looking down Fremont Street. I'm counting one. Oh no! There's a new guy on us on a little scooter. Thirteen people. Yeah. So you're going to bet on people. Nebraska beat Iowa? Are you going to bet any NFL yeah. action? Yes, I am. I'm going to bet. Uh, I'm going to do a. Hey, Rowdy, I need you to text me your picks. By the way, because <laughs> we were undefeated the last time I did this, oh. and I'm not nearly as full, but I don't have a pen and paper to write it down. Sounds so good. I'll send you a text. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going. Uh, I think. What, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to do all kinds of stuff. I've got papers on papers. But what I'm also going to do is the Packers are plus 10,000 to win the Super Bowl. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm throwing a hundy down. I, why not? Go. Why not? Well, hey, 
I've spent a hundred on worse, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, like giving life. Sorry, That's I okay. apologize. That's all right. Shoot, she was more expensive than yeah. And by the <laughs> way, if the Packers win, boys, I'll buy your air fur back out here to cash in it. We could do the show live from here right now. There, oh nope, fourteen people. <laughs> Artie Ho, remember this is all recorded. So if you if the Packers win the Super Bowl and you throw a hundy down on there, you are we're holding you to it. You are buying our plane tickets to Las Vegas with you to do the show live from Deal. the yeah. wherever. Deal. Yeah, and you know what? I will go into the circa. I will show them my players card, but you automatically get it right to the VIP lounge. Oh. And I'll say we're going to do a live on air cash in Super Bowl ticket. And I believe the owner's name is Darren. <laughs> and Darren, right. Darren will have a nice we'll, we'll first name Darren basis live on the air. Yeah, hell yes! I got a card there. I'm. We're all in the circle. Hey, you're rubbing yeah. elbows. We actually were when Circa yeah. first opened. We were invited down there. Actually, remember that, Rowdy? They, yeah, they sent us nothing ever came of it. Yeah. Wow. We had to pay. We had to pay. We had, well, we had to pay for it all. Yeah. Like we we were trying to work on them paying for us to come down. But uh, now, if you win the Packers with the Super Bowl with your hundy on it, then we'll definitely come because you're then paying for it all. So, yes, works out. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm going to put a hundy on that, on the pack to win the Super Bowl. I'm not kidding you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put a hundy on that. I believe you. And then we'll, do, we'll be live from the Circa. And then uh, what we have to do is you got to go. Remember the old uh, Home Run Derby show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brought to you by Amico or Standal. Standard Oil. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. I think the Golden Nugget Casino is brought to you by Cooch. <laughs> because no bar in Las Vegas has more Cooch for sale than the Golden <laughs> Nugget. Because I counted about 15 of them. Even my one buddy, we were walking by, and a woman goes up, she you want to party with me? And I looked at her, and I go, oh, well, define party. And my buddy was sitting right there, and he's like, Wow, the hookers are on you like magnets. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm hot. Yeah, you're a handsome fella. Come on. Yeah. Four o'clock in the morning, I'm George Clooney on here. <laughs> you're the 4 a.m. George Clooney in Las Vegas. Yeah. Beautiful. Give it 20 minutes, I'll be Brad Pitt. <laughs> well, Artie, give me a go, Pat, go, and I want you to, uh, to just keep on living life down there in Fremont Street. I love. I think I love Fremont well, more than the Strip, to be honest with you. Oh. Oh, oh, there's a guy in a BMX bike with, like, a, a tarp. Oh. You know what? I think in Dane County they call him unhoused. I'm still going homeless. No job having <laughs> heroin addict. But well, whatever. Well, uh, well we, don't, we don't judge. I'm, on Fremont. I'm the, sorry. On Fremont, Artie, there, there's, like, a roof, though, like, across most of the street. Like, you technically you have oh, a roof. Yeah. You're not homeless, then. You have a roof over you. Well, and right now it's going the moon and uh, earth. It's looking like the outer space. Yeah. Like or maybe you're just that drunk. Already home. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm sorry I don't have as good a story as last time. Say hi to everybody. Hey, tell David Minota. Chill out, dude. <laughs> I'm out to Vegas. Have a CBD or whatever you need in a Miller Lite. Throw 20 in a slot machine. And Dave, relax, man. You're And I, I, I you know what, Vagabond Jasmine? <laughs> I think Barry's going to come in this weekend, and I'm sorry, John, I'm not making fun of you, but I kind of like the Vagabond Jasmine thing. But I think the Packers are going to win this week. Hell, already, we'll end right there on the high note, baby. Go, Paco, enjoy Fremont, and I can't wait to hear more about your adventures, my man.
right, I'm going to go right now to the Circa and see if I can hook up with their PR department and get out. We can get that live. You, you tell Darren we said hey, too, okay? Well, I'll talk to Big D. All right. We're all good. All right. <laughs> see you, buddy. Have a great day. You boy. too, Artie. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye. That's uh, our, our reporter live on the scene at 5 a.m. on Fremont Street outside the Golden Nugget. I would love to party with Artie O. He's like the 4 a.m. Brad Pitt. Actually, George Clooney. George, sorry, give him twenty minutes. He'll look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was awesome. Uh, I can't wait for the Packers to win the Super Bowl so we can go down there and experience it with them. What do you say? You, got, you could get it at one hundred and ten to one. Yeah. So that hundred bucks on that be like eleven grand. Yeah, he's easily paying for us. <laughs> you know, eleven grand. Um, I mean, the, the 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 airfare is not that expensive. The hotel gets you a little bit. It's a little cheaper there in Fremont. What really gets you is going out to eat in Las Vegas and buying the drinks. But if you're on Fremont Street, what you do is what Artie Hill's got going on. You go to like you know a McDonald's or like a Walgreens kind of ass thing, and you get food there. And yeah. then they also have single beers that you could buy, or doesn't matter. You can carry your own beer, or whatever, and you get the cheap drinks there at the grocery store and then you just walk around with them that way you're not paying for $20 drinks at the bar yeah and if you're playing if you're like playing poker if you're playing blackjack you should always try and ask to get comped yeah well you do you just give them the chips like you tip them a chip when they come by that's what serve you yeah if you i know if you ask some of the dealers they can get you stuff too i almost said i almost already hold there (laughs) (laughs) I love that guy. He's freaking awesome, man. All right, we'll take a little break here. I'll dive more into the Packers uh, and Cowboys. That was great. <laughs> Everyone's saying already, already runner up or already in the the running for call of the year already for a guy already oh. All right, CD Lamb says experience is everything. CD Lamb set the club records for the NFL best: 135 catches, 1,749 yards. He says, uh, I feel like we have a lot of guys that have also been on the team for quite some time, and we all went through the same scars. We're not trying to feel that again, as they got the uh, Packers on the docket now. And, Rowdy, you were talking about um, uh, the Cowboys. I forget who it was you were. I think it was the Vagabond John yesterday, or Vagabond Jasmine, as some refer to him as. Like, this is the time for the Dallas Cowboys. This is their window, right? This is it for them. Yeah, you got to think that, right? Like, Dak Prescott playing his best season. You have C.D. Lamb, who has basically proven that he's a top five wide receiver in this league. You have Mike McCarthy, who's another guy that, I mean, we played the Mike McCarthy project. When he came back, (laughs) it was all about winning another Super Bowl and trying to win as many as possible. Like, Mike McCarthy isn't here because he needs the money. Mike McCarthy is here for his, you know, NFL career, for his Legend of being a, a coach Highly that can successful. win two Super Bowls. So he's looking for that. And then it's just the Dallas Cowboys and that star, right? Jerry Jones, historical franchise. Jerry Jones is a, you know, a historical figure when it comes to NFL. Team. Yeah. All of the, all of this stuff gets thrown into one. The fact that they haven't won since the nineties. Jerry Jones talking about how he wants one more before he dies. Yeah. Dude isn't getting any younger. Just look at him. A lot of pressure. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just look at him. This, this is, this is un- again, another opportunity for the Dallas Cowboys, but that's why they might also be a little tight, kind of yeah. like I said, with, with Dak, with Big Mike. Now, I, g- I got a question for you guys. Sure. Oh. So you would think that the Cowboys would be the team that would be tighter, the team that would be – 
maybe a little bit more. The pressure's there. Pressure. Yeah, pressure. You would think that the, the Packers, a bunch of young kids, maybe too stupid to realize how big of a game it is. <laughs> like, they're young and dumb, right? But they're playing at a really, really high level. They've really been playing well the second half of the season. But do you think Jordan Love is feeling any pressure? It's his first ever playoff start. He is the guy that's replacing Aaron Rodgers, who replaced Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. He got there a year earlier than them. People now have expectations of at the beginning of the week, we'll just say Sunday after they had clinched their spot. People are like, yes, you know what? The job is done, made the playoffs. Let's just get experience playing with house money. Wednesday, people start looking at it and they're like, well, you know, Dallas uh, potentially can be ran on. Jordan Love did been playing well. I think we can cover this game at seven and a half. And then you have like the Mike and Portages that called in this morning and says, you know what? I woke up feeling like the Packers can win this game. Look at the evolution. <laughs> you went from we're happy to be here to I think we can keep this game close to, you know what? Screw it. I think we can win. So what's the question? Is is, is there he, not is maybe there's some more pressure than we think on Jordan Love that he's not necessarily going to be loose. He's got to follow up multiple legends in a, a oh, game in which there's totally pressure. For now sure. people are thinking I, they could potentially win. I just don't think he feels it. Like it's and, there, but like look at him all year. Like even when they win, he's just like, hey, yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, yeah we pulled this one out. Or if they lose, it's on me. I mean, He's been so even keel, and he doesn't look down on himself. He doesn't look too above the yeah. the moment, you know. I mean, like obviously, there's win. pressure because it's the playoffs, right? There's pressure because it's the playoffs. There's always added pressure to that. But Jordan Love, um, sitting at two and five, there's pressure not to have this young team kind of collapse in the locker room. He circumvented that, and then over the last eight games, eighteen touchdown passes, one interception. Especially after you lose then to the Giants and the Buccaneers, you're like, there is a lot of pressure here because people wanted to, you know, to tank the season again for draft picks. But the dude never folded to it. Uh, yes, there's pressure. I think there's way more than the Dallas Cowboys. But, of course, Jordan loves feeling the pressure with, you know, Aaron Rodgers before him, Brett Favre, that storyline. He's put the blinders onto that. And then he just goes out there. I mean, he's playing looser and looser as the games continue. If you want to talk about pressure, too, when you're in in a do-or-die situation against the Detroit, uh, sorry, the Chicago Bears, and the dude put up an, one of his best games. Hell, he won on a NFC Offensive Player of the Week again over it. Well, I would agree with you on the fact that I think the rest of the team would be relatively loose. Yeah. When you think yeah. of like a Carantine Valentine, who was a seventh round pick, got a little bit of that swagger, right? I, I guarantee you that guy is playing with nothing to lose. Or a Corey Valentine that has, you know, bounced from team to team. Undrafted player out of out of college, he's been in the league for five years. That guy feels like he'd be playing pretty loose because those are guys that have nothing to lose. They're lucky to be here. I feel like somebody who calls other men and other NFL players little boys. I think will be pretty loose. <laughs> well, Jair might be pretty loose just in general. Well, Jair's working now with a, a sprained ankle. He got in a walkthrough. Like, walk but doesn't Wednesday. it feel like a lot we'll of those other that. guys, like Wicks, like Reed, they they would all be feeling pretty loose because they've played well? Yeah. It's the young and dumb tagline. Yeah. Where it's like, they're just so young and they're just so dumb that they don't realize how big of a game this is or how important this could potentially be or that the pressure is there. The only guy I'm just concerned about who obviously matters the most is Jordan Love because 
he's the guy replacing legends. The other you guys, know, they're not necessarily replacing legends. Like think about who Reed and Wicks and, and Dobbs and Watson have come in and replaced. Yeah. With some of the horrible receiving cores, yes. not named Devontae Adams. No, I got I got two phone calls I want to get to. We'll get Dave Essler coming up here about, you know, a little after seven thirty. As the pressure ramped up as the season neared its conclusion, the regular season, Jordan Love got better and better. So, you know, I'm I'm feeling pretty comfortable about it. Uh, line one, good morning. Hello. 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 You're breaking up. Line one. Hello. You're beeping at us. You're beeping, caller. Boop, boop, boop. Line two. Good morning. Oh. Line two. Hello. Gremlins in the system. (laughs) Gremlins or Charlie? Uh, Line three. Hello. (laughs) All right. Hello. I'll give you one last chance. Going once. Go while you're gone. All right. Yes, Roddy. Uh, pressure. Uh, to your point, yeah. There's definitely there's definitely pressure. Uh, Jordan Love actually had a quote about that, um, talking about pressure here, and he said, uh, "We've had to win every game going forward to be able to put ourselves in this position. Obviously, now the stakes are a little bit higher in the playoffs, but I think we've been here and we have the right mindset going forward." But yeah, they are said that it's that that young and dumb Rowdy. House money, play loose, play easy. All right, Dave Essler coming up. Uh, new winner's takeout yesterday, right? Yep, we covered every single playoff game for the NFL this weekend. Going to be doing that the rest of the playoffs. Oh, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Hooray. It's, I just took a gander at the parking lot. It is. Is it? Yeah, go, go get the eye on the scene, RJ. Hey, Dave, will you fly out from Florida? Come shovel my driveway for me, my sidewalk, please. How, 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 how long is it? It's two cars. And when, not that and, long. And, and when do you need it done by? Uh, I would I'd probably say tom- uh, I'll give you time to fly. So Saturday morning it be, would be preferred if you can do that. Be so kind. Um, do you even own a yeah. shovel? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> How's Florida? Um, 63 and cloudy. Sounds awful, dude. Just sounds terrible. Yeah. So Dave, uh, Dave Elser joining us right now, pregame.com, a uh, new winner's takeout uh, yesterday, and you can go consume that. Dave, before we dive all into it, well, a new era just happened here. Five minutes ago, Adam Schefter reporting, uh, Dave is a Patriots fan. The Pats have hired Jared Mayo as their next head coach and will formally uh, introduce him at a press conference next week. How's it feel, Dave, from Bill Belichick to Jared Mayo. Um, Sorry, Gerard. Gerard, excuse me. Gerard Mayo. And the players like him. So, you know, I guess that they they probably almost had to because he's a talent. And if they didn't hire him, he might have gone somewhere else. So, you know, I get it. They want to keep things in-house. You know, let's, let's get Brable to be the defensive coordinator and, McDaniel to be the offensive coordinator and, you know, above all, let's find someone to play quarterback. <sighs> Who's that going to be, Dave? Uh, probably, I don't know, Jalen Daniels maybe from LSU. I- I'm sure those uh, warm weather guys from from the Bayou will do well in, in, in New England in December, but, <laughs> you know. Dave, speaking of know. a quarterback, I'm, though. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be go-pack-go, I guess. Hell yeah. So, 
obviously a longtime New England Patriots fan, but also living in Florida near the Jacksonville area, you see a lot of Trevor Lawrence. I actually saw some comparisons between Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence with, man, numbers that were eerily similar, but Trevor Lawrence outside of his first year with Urban Meyer has had a legitimate offensive coordinator and head coach where Mac Jones has shuffled between offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators that are acting as offensive coordinators. And it's just been a mess. Yeah. I am, I'm not sold on Mac Jones as a Patriot though. I mean, he's, he's kind of an a-hole I, you know, in, internally. And I think he's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. So, you know, he may do okay, but I think it'll be somewhere else. Unfortunately, I mean, I did like him coming out of college, and you know, I, I don't, I don't hate him as a quarterback, but I think he's worn out his welcome in New England. Dave, don't take this the wrong way. It might sound a little weird, but let's rub people the right way now. Mm. Um, with some gambling. Well, <laughs> uh, you'd have to ask the whole crowd in California about that, or maybe Robert Kraft. I'm, when he, you, I'm not. Well, you know, he does have experience. He does. Uh, Value. Value finds, too, there in Jupiter. So, Dave, I think it was Jupiter. Was it Jupiter? Jupiter, Florida? It was somewhere down there. Somewhere in Florida. Well, do some recon for us, Dave. All right, Dave, um, let's let's just do uh, uh, what's your uh, coming up from Saturday here. you got Browns, Texans, Dolphins, Chiefs. Let's just do one of them. What do you got uh, cooking uh, for us here for your uh, beautiful brain of gambling? Browns, Texans, or Dolphins, Chiefs? What do you pick? I like I like both home teams. I'm, I'm uh, you know, and the market's kind of coming back to Houston a little bit, which kind of confirms what I'm thinking. I mean, I, I think Stroud, yeah, he's a rookie. Yes, I know the stats about rookies in their first playoff game, but I think he's got the it factor. And at home, you know, part of me wonders if, if the Joe Flacco bubble is ultimately going to burst. Yes, I'm leery of the Browns' defense, but um, I would take Houston if you made me. I do like the Chiefs. I, I don't I don't like the Chiefs, but I will bet on the Chiefs. Um, you know, I mean, it's no secret it's going to be the coldest game probably ever played in the NFL. And, you know, uh, two is 0-3 or 1-4 and in games under 40 degrees. Well, I don't know about under zero degrees. And, you know, I I think Miami has, has, has done it with smoke and mirrors all year. You know, I think everybody sort of jumped on the bandwagon when they hung 70 on Denver, uh, and and look what's happened since. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, the Chiefs are a good team, not a great team. I think they go back to what they do and throw the ball to Travis Kelsey. Um, they they got the better defense, so I, I like Kansas City. How much does the weather play a factor for you? Ask Rowdy about this because he you go in Dolphins, right, Rounds? Yeah, and now that I've heard. Dave talk, uh, just following some different podcasts and and other quote-unquote experts on TV talking about it. I don't know, Dave. I think it might be time for me to start hedging. Yeah, how much of that weather? It could be up to negative 30, negative 40 wind chill. Now, it's no snow, just cold. How much does that play a factor for you? I mean, I hate to jump on the bandwagon with kind of what everybody else seems to be doing, but I I can't build a case for Miami in that weather. Um, You know, if it were... If it were a balmy, you know, forty degrees, I would I would consider Miami, but not in that weather. Yeah. You know, and if it were a balmy forty, I would think, well, you know, maybe Tyreek Tyreek runs a little bit faster against his old team, but you know, don't forget his old team knows what Tyreek Hill doesn't like, uh, especially Spagnuolo. So I, you know, uh, unless Jalen Waddle goes off, I don't I don't know that Miami can keep up. It's the coldest weather you've ever been in, Mister Florida man. Oh, in my life, I've been in weather like that. I okay. went to the. AM. I went to the AFC Championship game against uh, 
in New England against, uh, I think it was the Jaguars way back when. It was the year that they went to Arizona and got beat by um, the helmet catch there. Was that the day you were um, like, I can get into Florida now? I can't stand this cold. Send me to Florida ASAP. No, I was living in Florida, and I actually flew up there for it. Oh. <laughs> so take me back. So, you know, yeah, but that was a while back. I'm not sure I got those. I'm not sure I got those kind of balls anymore. Yeah, Florida's made you soft. I remember, my, I remember my daughter. I took her up, and she was living in Atlanta at the time. I hadn't really seen cold weather that much, and and we dressed her up like as the Michelin man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I remember meeting her at the airport because we flew up about the same time from different places, and she got off the off the plane and flip flops. Hey, like, um, Dave, if you do fly uh, up, if you, right if you do fly up to Wisconsin here tonight, so you can travel my driveway tomorrow, I do have a full body Carhartt suit. It's very warm. I'll let you. You're not landing here tonight. I'm, I'm I'll not let you wear do it. That. I'm not going to do that to shovel your driveway. Full body Carhartt, Dave. You're, it's like you know, your own sauna. It's beautiful. Dave, uh, just it's there for it you. Wouldn't, it, it wouldn't fit. It's, no, you can you can get into that. Dave, so, Sunday's matchup, Steelers, Bills, Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Lions. I just want to go right to it. Uh, Packers, Cowboys, Dave. That's the one we're all thinking about here, obviously, because we're in Wisconsin. What do you think of uh, the boys here hosting the Packers? You know, I have to take the Packers plus, the, well, it's seven now, but it was seven and a half. Um, you know, they they talk about rookie quarterbacks in their first game, but Jordan Love's not a rookie. So I give him a little bit of a pass for that. And I, I really, and especially in the wild card rounds, don't like to bet against momentum. The Packers have it. Dallas really doesn't. Um, the other thing is, you know, Mike McCarthy. I mean, you guys know Mike McCarthy. And, Love him. You know, what does, he, what does he do in the playoffs? Well, we know. Won a Super Bowl. No. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not sure Dallas can run away and hide there. I'll 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 do go pack go. Nice. Uh, big time weather happening in uh, Buffalo. Bill Steelers. How yeah. much does that play a factor in? Um, a lot. Um, <laughs> look at the total from forty one <laughs> to thirty five. I will take the Steelers team total under. Ooh. Um, and I will go ahead and live bet that game. I'll watch the coin toss, and whoever is going into the wind in the first quarter, I will bet against them. And vice versa for four quarters, and I will bet uh, all field goal kicker props uh, under. Yeah, that wind ain't no joke there in Buffalo coming up on Sunday. And then, Dave, there is a a ban on Matthew Stafford jerseys for the Detroit Lions fan base. You're not allowed to wear it into Ford Field. What do you think of uh, Lions-Rams? I would do it just because. Um, <laughs> I, You know, I... I I kind of like the Rams. I know, I know Roddy likes the Rams. We talked about this game yesterday. I don't love it. I mean, but it kind of almost looks like a gift to take Detroit. I think the Rams have the better defense. And the Rams are hot. I mean, the Rams have been putting up points left and right. And they've, they're now healthy. So, I, of all the games, that's probably the one I'm the least comfortable with. But I, I would have to take the Rams. And then, Dave, let's round it all out. By the way, Dave Esser joining us right now, pregame.com. Uh, you can also have the winner's take, Dave underscore Esser on Twitter, one of the most beautiful, greatest minds in gambling. The Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield and the uh, Jalen Hurts and the brotherly shove of the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you think, David? Um, you know, I, I, I don't like the Eagles, but I'm still going to take Tampa Bay. And again, I'm leery about that because it seems like everybody likes Tampa Bay. But, you know, the – the real premise there being how, you know, one of the Eagles lost five of six or somewhere in there. I think their only win was maybe over the Giants at home. And look at last week what they, the Giants did to, uh, you know, the Eagles starters. And, you know, I'm not in love with Tampa Bay. They, 
They only hung up nine points in Carolina last week in a game they had a win, but they didn't give up any. So um, at home, uh, I just I just don't think NFL teams or any sport teams like when they played that bad for that long, they just flip a switch and all of a sudden start playing like they're expected to. So no, I'll, I'll take Tampa Bay. Dave, do you have any inkling of uh, who you want to throw it on? Maybe for not too far in the future, but a Super Bowl winner. Oh, I don't know. I guess if San Francisco plays to their to their ability, then I I don't I don't know who can beat them. Yeah. Um. I don't. You know. I mean. I don't know who you can like other than Baltimore and San Francisco right now. Are you but, reading you into know. the conspiracy theory that the Super Bowl logo for this season is purple and red, and it's been like the same two teams' colors that have matched up in the Super Bowl the last however many years? Yeah, Aaron no. Rodgers was talking about that. Yeah. yeah. No, well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers talking. That's kind of the oxymoron right now. Um <laughs> How would you how would you guys feel about Aaron Rodgers if he said all this stuff about Jimmy Kimmel and whatnot, um, and he was still playing for the Packers? I I personally like the Aaron Rodgers stuff, so I I, I would laugh. And well, I mean, I honestly, it's not stuff that ever needs to be said when you're talking football. <laughs> uh, it's I think it's funny. I mean, it's not. I find it funny. No, I know that, but like <laughs> personally insulting people, whether well, you insult them too directly or not, I think it's funny. Doesn't need a place. I on, think it's funny uh, on a sports platform. I also think it's funny that he was brought back to Pat McAfee yesterday too to rub it in everyone's face. Yeah, I, I love that. I love the drama of it all, Dave. But yeah, if Rogers doing well, it for yeah, the Packers, it would be a distraction. You're a, radio, you're a radio guy and mouse clicks and, and viewers and whatnot, so I guess it's good from that standpoint. But yeah. I was as a fan, I don't think so. If it if it was happening for the Packers and he was not hurt and playing, then it would obviously be a big distraction. Yes. Well, true. I don't know. I um, you know, I, I hope Dallas play. I hope I hope the Packers play well this weekend. You know, I, I don't think they'll be overly intimidated. Um, too much is made of Dallas at home and Dallas on the road because of if you look who they played at home and on the road, um, they they should do well at home. They've had a relatively easy home schedule, so. You know, I, I think Green Bay has a, has a, has a legitimate chance. I, I know everybody in Wisconsin does, and I, I, I won't burst that bubble. One thing, Dave, that was I actually thought was crazy, because looking at the Green Bay Packers schedule this year, man, I would I would say that was a cupcake schedule. But when I found out that the Dallas Cowboys had an easier schedule than the Green Bay Packers this year, it about blew my mind. I, I never would have guessed that, just purely looking at the Packers schedule. Yep. I've been saying that all year that, that Dallas was overrated. And, you know, I mean, Dallas, even without Mike McCarthy, you know, what do they do in big games? What have they done in big games since Jimmy Johnson left? You know, <laughs> it's, it's called lack of oxygen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think, again, I don't think if you just turn it on and all, all of a sudden we're going to, we're going to, you know, see Lamb's going to get 300 yards and, and, and that's going to be it. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, Green Bay's defense is playing well enough to, to, you know, I know Dak will make some mistakes. I mean, oh yeah, well, he went in and beat the crap out of Washington last week. Well, yeah, that was Washington. Um, <laughs> that's the other thing that we talked about yesterday. It was without Detroit illegally reporting or however you want to say the NFL ref screwing up without that occurring. And if Detroit wins that game, Dallas has lost three out of four. And the only win was against a meaningless game against the commanders. 
Agreed. Dave? I don't. Yeah, I mean, seven and a half points is a lot of points in any NFL game, really. So why not take them? Why not? Dave, always a pleasure. Uh, This is uh, when it gets really tense uh, in a good way, uh, watching all these games. Do you have Peacock? Do you have the cock, Dave? I, 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 yes, I do. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm the only one here in the room or on the phone that's cockless. I have no peacock. We knew that for a while, though. Yeah. Well, if you stop putting them out in the sun, it wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, what, it's just the problem when it's cold, Dave. It's the yeah, sunning, it's not the problem. It's now that it's cold and snowy. That's when you, you become. You went to a Bass Pro shop, too? <laughs> yeah, the water was cold. I told him not to worry, Dave. It's a transition. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, 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 that's tough. That's tough. Um, uh, but yes, yes, I have that channel on TV. All right. Um, good. Well, it's a, it's channel, number, yeah. channel number one, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dave, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. And can I just hear it just one last time? Can I get a goal pack goal from you, Mr. Essler? Glad to put the hashtag in there too. Hashtag. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag go pack go. Data baby. God, that sounds good to come out of your mouth, Dave. All right, Dave, I'll see you tomorrow morning. I'll pick you up from the Dane County Madison Airport. I'll give you that Carhartt snowsuit, and I'll hand you a shovel, and off you go. All right? Don, I'll text you when we're landing. All right, buddy. Travel safe. We love you. You too. (laughs) I I don't think he's coming. Doesn't sound like it. I don't think he's coming. Well, I have a snowblower too, Dave. You can use that as well. Sure, maybe that would have sweetened the deal a little bit for him. <laughs> All right, boys, we got to use that. <laughs> uh, new Razors are uh, new uh, winners take out with Essler, who we just heard, Dave and Rowdy. Our guy Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media for a three peat. Robbie, God, it feels good to have you on three times uh, in a week, Rob. Feels right, doesn't it? Doesn't it just feel good, Rob? Playoff week, man. That's just how we got to treat it, right? Yes, sir. It is a special time, isn't it? You you cannot break down this matchup enough. You cannot talk about the history of this rivalry enough to me. The the, the subplots within this game, right? The Green Bay's ex-coach in Dallas and... You know, there's just there's there's, there's so much to talk about. We 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 could have done we could have done all four hours, all five days of your week. You know about this game, Evo. There's 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 no doubt about it. Yeah, Rob. Before we dive into more uh, focus here on the Dallas Cowboys, obviously, how's the how's the weather conditions in your neck of the woods? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's the storm of the century coming, right? We'll, Snowpocalypse. We'll see, we'll see we'll see how it plays itself out, Evo. I'm. You know, whatever. It's, it's another off day for the kids. That's all. Now, I Rob, know. you have uh, two kids. I do. Do you make them shovel? Do you make them snow blow? Or does Dad still have uh, those duties? Nah, Dad has those. Still has those duties. I'm softy. Well, I have two daughters. Oh. I should. I should probably toughen them up a little bit and, and hand them the shovels and the snowboard. <laughs> they'll pitch in. They'll pitch in here and there, but yeah, mostly it's. Mostly, mostly it's still dad's project. All um, right. All right. Hey. Yeah. 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 I know. I'm, I, I've gotten stopped in my old age. Well, Rob, so I'll take advantage then. Come on to the north side of Madison and do my driveway next after yours. All right. There you, there you go. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have a basketball coach in, in my neighborhood who, who is an all time good guy, um, a high school coach, and he drives around. Um, and he'll do about six or eight driveways. He's got a plow, and he'll do all these driveways of like people who otherwise have to shovel 
when you know when uh, when when the snow gets heavy. He's like he's like an all time good good man. Good man. It's one of the it's one of the good stories you'll find. Yep. So Robbie, speaking of good men, how about Mike McCarthy? How? <laughs> how <laughs> what is a good man? He's a good man. Unless you're a basketball ref when he screws uh, steps on over. Rob. Well, there you go. Rob, were you at that game? Did you cover that game? No, because that that was a that was a Fox Valley. Oh, game. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and his kid was green. You know, his, his stepkid was Green Bay Notre Dame. And, that's what it was. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that that that's not part of any territory I ever cover. How big of a game, pressure wise, is it for Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, are they going to be coming in tight to this game in Jerry's world, as opposed to the Packers? Look like they're playing with house money. Are playing with house money, looking like yep. they could come in loose. No, it's, I mean it's a, it's a great question, and it, it, it's probably tough to predict Evo how they'll come into the game. Again, I, I think Green Bay should come in extremely loose, and I, I think these two coaches, you know, may absolutely coach this game differently. I mean, if it, if it's fourth and one at midfield, you know, I I think McCarthy plays the odds and plays like Tom Landry would have and, and punts the football, um, and Mike, you know, and, and Matt Lafleur on the flip side. You know, it, it could certainly blow up in his face, Evo, but, you know, I think there's going to be two or three of those 50-50 type calls through the course of the game where he can say, screw it, you know, I'm I'm doubling down. We shouldn't have been here in the first place. Nobody, no, nobody thought we would be here. And, you know, and if, if, if he puts his money on black, Evo, and it comes back black and he doubles his money, the guy's going to look like a genius, right? Where I don't even think Mike McCarthy at a couple of these times can make a bet because, Again, all the pressure is on him, and I, I think he's going to have to be somewhat, you know, I think he's going to be conservative. You know, he's conservative by nature in the first place, Evo, and I think he becomes even more so in, you know, in a playoff game like this. So, I mean, I, yeah, I think Dallas probably comes out fine for the most part, Evo. I mean, it's it's an experienced, really good football team. Um, you know, we, you know, we know the history of, of, of how they've dominated in their building and things like that. Eight and all this year, 16 in a row. I, I think their wins this year for the most part, Evo average about three touchdowns. It's like 20 and a half, 20 and a half points a game. Here's where I think it gets interesting, Evo. If this game goes to the fourth quarter and it's 23 all, if there's five minutes left in this game and it's 27, 24 Dallas, you know, at, at, at points like that, that's when you will see the home team get tight, right? I mean, you know, where where you know the cameras will flash to Jerry five million times, where Mike is looking up here and there at Jerry in his box. And, um, you know, we, we know Mike struggles with late-game play calling, uh, clock management-type decisions anyways. Matt LaFleur is not a whole lot better, but don't get me wrong. But Mike <laughs> has always had to struggle with clock management and, and some of these big in-game decisions, and they've come back and blown up in his face. If that game is tight into the fourth quarter, there's no pressure on Green Bay. They're playing with the rookies and second-year kids. Let's be honest. For the most part, they're thrilled to be there. Dallas has a team of veterans, 28, 30, 32-year-old men all over the place. The quarterback's been around you know, since 16. All those guys up front on that offensive line are, are 5, 8, 10, 12-year veterans. Uh, you know, they got veterans, old men all over that defense. This, this to Dallas Evo, this is their best chance in 30 years. So into Green Bay again. This, this this is a new, fresh group of guys thrilled to be there. If Green Bay can get over the hurdles early in that game, Evo, that's going to be the key that they don't get run out of, run out of that place early. So Rob, Dallas has done that to a lot of people, and they can do that. That that thing's not 21-3. 
midway into the second quarter. If that's the case, Evo, Green Bay is going to be absolutely fine. I want Rowdy to ask you a question. Um, Rowdy asked myself and RJ when he was in here earlier a question about pressure involving Jordan Love. Yeah, here's my thing, Rob. I would mostly agree with you that the Packers should be the loose team. You would think that Dallas would feel more of the pressure. The one guy, which is probably the most important guy for the Green Bay Packers, that I think could be feeling the most pressure would be Jordan Love because he's here early. He's replacing a legend who replaced a legend. It's been 30 years of great quarterbacking. Do you think that could be mounting on Jordan Love as he would really be, in my opinion, the only guy that I could see having more pressure on him? You know, I just think the way he's handled everything thrown at him, through the course of the year, Rowdy. I mean, he's had pressure since the day he walked back into that building in May and the and the draft was over and Rodgers was traded and, and all eyes went to him in terms of you are now leading us. You 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 are now the guy, the new face of the franchise who are gonna, you know, we're we're gonna move forward with. He's been under pressure from the get go, Rowdy, you know, you know, from from the standpoint he's needed to prove he can be the guy moving forward in twenty twenty four and beyond. A lot to live up with with replacing Rodgers. I'll give you a quick story, Rowdy. I was talking to Josh Myers a couple weeks ago when Love was in the middle of this, you know, crazy run that he's on. I think it's 18 touchdowns, right? And one touch, uh, one interception in the last eight games. And so let's say it was six or seven games into that. And I was asking Myers, this was right before Pro Bowl. You know, if, if Love was now a guy you should consider for the Pro Bowl, and 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 Myers said, no, I don't want to put that pressure on him. I'm not going to go there. And then and then Myers stopped kind of mid sentence, and he said. You know, Effett, he goes, Jordan's had so much pressure on him since that Aaron trade. He goes, and look how he's handled it. He goes, he hasn't missed a beat. He's so calm and composed and blah, blah, blah. He said, he said, yeah, for sure. Jordan belongs in the Pro Bowl. He goes, I, you know, I'll say it. Well, who cares if that's more pressure, you know, along the way? Because everything you've thrown at Jordan Love, he's handled perfectly. So, you know, in, in theory, Rowdy, what you're saying makes a little bit of sense. I, I'll just tell you. This kid is a different kind of cat. I mean, he really is. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure his blood pressure and his heart rate ever change in the course of these games. Where you know, we we know with Brett Favre, it, it was it was a roller coaster ride, right? Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers was a heart attack at points in time, getting after players and refs and things that he didn't like that that went his way or or not his way. I mean, along the way, Rod Rodgers was a roller coaster himself. That this guy is nothing like that, uh, Rowdy, and and I guess just based on right the four months of history now that we have of him as the starting quarterback, I just I don't expect a lot to be different Sunday when he goes to Dallas. Rob, uh, defensively for the Packers, Jerry Alexander rolls his ankle in a walkthrough. Uh, how big of a blow is that for the defense if he is unable to go? I mean, he hasn't I mean, played much this year, I understand, and, and when he has, sometimes been a little suspect. And some of the younger and uh, less proven guys have stepped up, but how big of a blow is it if Jair can't go? I mean, Evo, the, the, he is their most important player on defense Sunday. There, there is no question about it. This is, you know, this is whatever. The Badgers 2000 Final Four team losing Mike Kelly before the, you know, Elite Eight game against Purdue or something like that for, for your, you know, fans over there who remember unbelievably great defense being played by a lockdown, you know, point guard or something like that. Evo, this is now, now Joe Barry, take this for what it's worth, came to the podium late in the day yesterday, Thursday afternoon, and, and he said Jair is much better. He expects Jair to have a good day of practice Friday. So 
We'll see how today plays out. It's only eight in the morning. Um, you know, they don't practice till almost noon. So we'll see what comes back with Jair. Um, I, you know, I guess he won a game of these stakes and magnitude, unless that ankle is pretty much just hanging there. Um, <laughs> come Sunday afternoon, I would anticipate he plays. My guess is deep down that was, you know, precautionary yesterday in terms of how they babied him. But we know how they baby a lot of that guy, a lot of the guys in, in that building, right? You haven't seen Christian Watson again in a month and a half. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a ton of guys who's, who we think are going to be back in a week or two through the course of the season that wind up taking a month. Um, Evo, I mean, if, if they don't have him, I, I don't even know where they go, right? I mean, already being down Stokes and having traded Douglas. Now you're, now you're talking again, right back to Valentine and Valentine. You probably can't match up and, and, and try to follow Lamb around the field like you would with Alexander. Cause, cause Evo, 23 plays and Alexander plays. And again, I, I do expect when the dust settles from all this, he's going to play. Um, he's going to have to follow Lamb around the field, get some safety help. They're going to have to coach Valentine up, you know, the, the rookie to, to, to chase around, probably Cooks. Um, you know, when, when they go nickel, you know, they'll be in nickel probably the majority of the time. I would think Nixon then, you know, he'll have whoever's in the slot or he might jump out and take Gallup or somebody like that. And, and then a safety is going to probably have to take Ferguson. Ferguson's really a key in this football game too, guys. But, but you know, back to Alexander and Lamb, the, the only way they're going to keep Lamb from going absolutely bonzos, and let's not kid ourselves, you know, Lamb's going to get six or eight catches in this game. What, what they can't have is him getting 13 like he's had the last two games. They they can't have him, you know, having a Julio Jones type of a game in the 2016 NFC Championship game, right, when when Green Bay didn't have any corners that that night when they went down to Atlanta. So, um, again, Ebo, I, I, I think at the end of the day, Alexander probably goes. The bottom line, though, is that he can't. They're in some deep, deep trouble. So offensively for the Packers, Rob, is it – I mean, the, the Cowboys' offense is really good. How do the Packers do it? How do they win this game? Is it, you know, Jordan Love, you know, keying in on a bunch of different cats? Is it, you know, Aaron Jones toting the rock? Uh, obviously, you want a balanced attack. But if, if who's going to step up in this game and be the reason why uh, the Dallas Cow- or the Packers go and beat the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, I, you know, I, they need their stars to all play like stars. And, and let's not kid ourselves, right? Green Bay still has plenty of stars, right? I mean, they have, we talked about uh, Alexander. He's the highest paid corner in the league. We talked, you know, we've talked through the week about Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark, who are among the highest paid players at their position. Um, Jordan Love is playing remarkable football. But, but Evo, you know, the, to me, if they win the football game, the first guy you and I would talk about on Monday morning, Here's just a prediction, and it's a guess, but the way to beat Dallas is on the ground, and Green Bay has an elite running back right now performing at an extremely high level. Again, stars, right? He's making $12 million a year. He's paid among the highest, you know, he's among the highest paid running backs in football. Aaron Jones would be the first guy you and I would talk about, you know, come Monday morning. He's had tremendous, tremendous success against Dallas through the course you know, of his career. You know, he's had three games against the Cowboys. He found his way to the end zone six times. You know, he's got, I don't have it in front of me, I think he has 370 rush yards uh, or something to that effect against Dallas in, in, in those three games. He's averaging like six yards a pop. He had the four-touchdown game, you know, down in Dallas a, a number of years back. It was kind of one of his breakout performances. And we know what he's done the last month of the season, Ebo. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, right? The last three games, he's, He's at about 120 yards a game. Packers are 3-0. and He's averaging almost six a pop 
over the last three games again, five seven. Dallas is uh, you mentioned it, Evo. That you know they're an elite defense. They're a top five in in the majority of the statistical categories that we care and that we talk about. Um, and and they take the ball away and they get after quarterbacks and they do all the right things. So what is the way to neutralize that? Right, pound 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 the rock, pound away with Jones. Dallas is weak at um, you know kind of the interior there, Evo. I mean they really are. Um, the, 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 the outside, or I mean, the, the, the edge rushers are, are pretty good. They're good on the edges. They can be beat inside. Those, the, you know, the tackles that Dallas is, are going to trot out there, you know, on, on, on Sunday afternoon are, are, are pretty average. They have a veteran named Jonathan Hankins who will be one of those guys, Evo. He, he's really, really slipped. He used to be a really good football player. His play has dipped through the course of, of the season. So Green Bay is going to have some opportunities, I do think, in the ground game. And, and Evo, if they can keep Prescott on the sideline and Lamb on the sideline and Pollard and Ferguson and all those guys, Dallas is a lead offensive line. And really, as much as anything, Evo, if Green Bay can keep its own defense on the sideline, that's a win. So to me, if I'm Matt LaFleur game planning for this, I'm saying to myself, how do I make sure Jones gets the ball 25-plus times in this football game? Because Green Bay then probably wins the time of possession, 33-27 or something like that. You get Jones up over 100, takes the pressure off of Love, it keeps the Packers defense on the side. I think he is far and away the number one key element to Green Bay winning this football game. Rob, I have one question for you on the history of this before I let you go. But first, just give me a score prediction. What's your gut telling you Sunday? Thirty-one twenty-seven Green Bay. Oh baby, oh baby, Rob, <laughs> I, I love, I love that. Thirty-six. That is the uh, most tied all time for all time postseason appearances between uh, both Packers and Cowboys. Thirty-six each. This will be the ninth postseason meeting between the Packers and the Cowboys. Historically, how awesome is this series? I mean, it's unbelievable, right? I mean, I. I, I wasn't even born when the greatest games were played, right? The Ice Bowl, the the the, the 66 NFL title game where, where Tom Brown has a remark. I've watched the film. Tom Brown has a huge interception on, on Dandy Don Meredith to sew that thing up. Everybody, I think, probably listening to the majority of people remember the 90s when Dallas dominated, right, with Aikman and Irvin and Smith and, and those guys. You know, if you're a younger generation, you remember – the Des Bryant catch or no catch, right? You remember Mason Crosby hitting that incredible, you know, two of them, right, Evo? I mean, he, he kicked a one late in the game from 56 yards in 2016, and then he hit the game winner from 53. I mean, it was two of the greatest kicks in Packer franchise history from Mason Crosby, you know, seven, eight years ago. Um, it, it's, you know, for Evo, a team, you know, teams, you don't, you don't think eight games is that many. I mean, I, I, I guess it is when it comes to a playoff series when, when you don't see people all that often. But the overwhelming majority of these eight games that, that the Cowboys and Packers have played, Evo, have been unbelievably memorable. Some of the NFL's greatest playoff games of, of all time. And, and we get number nine coming Sunday afternoon. And, Evo, I, I have a hunch the Packers hang around. They put all the pressure on Big Mike late, and, and they find a way to steal it. And when you and I are talking next week, we're talking how number nine in this matchup goes down as one of the more memorable ones itself. I love it, Rob. Rob, I got chills just thinking about it, and not because it's cold outside. Robbie, <laughs> you the man. Hey, thanks again for uh, three times this week. It was it's been a pleasure. Bye. I, I I appreciate the, in- the invite. Sometimes I feel like the house guest that won't leave, but it's uh, it, you 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 know it's, it's it's twenty of my favorite minutes of the day. So. Hey, behind Rowdy right now in the hallway, there's Luis from La Movida wearing 
Is that a that's a Des, Des Bryant, Bryant jersey. maybe a Michael Irvin jersey? Turn around, Luis. Turn around, Luis. Oh, he just left. Oh, turn around. Turn around. These Cowboys fans are so stupid, Rob. There we go. Yep, oh, that's Brian. We give him the turnaround symbol. He's looking at us like we're like speaking some kind of foreign language to him. All right, Robbie. Almost like we were speaking Spanish. Robbie, we love well, you, buddy. Well, tell, tell your guy it still was not a catch. <laughs> and uh, we, 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 we should have a lot of fun Sunday afternoon. This, 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 this is going to be epic. I, I really believe that, Evo. Hey, best of luck shoveling, Robbie. And uh, can't wait to talk to you next week about it, okay? Sounds great, buddy. You guys have a See great you, weekend. There is Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media, Rob Reichel on Twitter.